You are now listening to the Late to the Party Podcast. Hold on, sorry. I was, what? I was watching something on my phone. Fucking, are you kidding me? You asked me to start and you played some stupid intro? Most <laughs> on purpose. All right, well, gentlemen, welcome to the Late to the Party Podcast. And before Matt just rudely interrupted this, um, what's going on, guys? How are we doing? I'm doing great, boss. What's going on? Weird. It's almost like there's. Oh, there it is. Zach's, uh, Zach's working, though. I'm working now. Yeah, we we just are the king of connection issues over here. It's such a pathetically great, like low grade podcast connection. So I mean, that's I guess I guess that's someday, what it's gonna be like. We gonna someday when we're big, we'll we'll look back at these days. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Jesus. Well, I will say this: last weekend, man. Uh, not. I mean, it was still college football. It's still great, but. Not as exciting as the weekend before, but yeah, you know, there was still some good games on and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to load my Google Doc page from uh, the games to go over some stuff, but is there any games in particular you want to start off with in terms of like just interest wise or where do you want to go? Where do you want to start off with? Um, maybe we could just start with not saying much, but I guess last week the highest rated game of the week was uh the Clemson Syracuse game, which turned out to be a pretty pretty good barn burner. Um, I don't know if you guys want to start with that. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, talking about this with, uh, I guess this my whole thing with Clemson and Syracuse. It's more of just this. It, it seems like Syracuse has played Clemson pretty well a couple times the last few years. I mean, they had that loss in the Carrier Dome, like it was in 2017. Uh, they almost actually went down there and beat them again the following year in 2018. So. Um, they have had uh, a couple games where they either won or even knocked them off a few times, at least three out of the last five, six years or so. Clemson, I mean, they definitely showed that they had the more talent in terms of pulling away at the end, but man, Syracuse dominated that game with the first three quarters. And I think Clemson's, they got an identity problem because they still, it's still to me, Seems that they don't have full hundred percent trust in DJ Mm Mhm. Um. Go ahead, Matt. You want to say it? Are you surprised to hear that they named him the starter still? No, because I feel like Dabo doesn't really have a choice at this point. He's sort of just kind of like put his foot down on it, and he's really run his mouth about DJ for this season, and he's basically got to vouch for him now. So I feel like that's the situation Dabo has put himself in. I, I think uh, it was, was it Cade, the backup. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I talked about him early on in the year when Clemson, before the season started, I told you guys, I said, hey, if Clemson gets off to another rocky start here, I mean, they're going to have to look to Cade to come into the game and possibly say, hey, you know what? This isn't really working out. We got to throw him out there. I mean, Clemson was awful when DJ was in the game. They had four turnovers versus Syracuse zero. And then Cade came into the game and then completely changed the nature. And then they came back and won relatively quickly. I mean, that game turned fast when Cade walked into the game. Yeah, I just um, I feel like Davos kind of paid himself into a corner, like you said, just the way he talks about DJ. Right on the field in the post game, he made a kind of a stupid comment. He's like, oh, well, you know. Steph Curry has bad days shooting. DJ, DJ just had a bad day. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? This is what we're doing. Oh, so yeah, like, okay. And DJ's, how many national championships has DJ won? 
And we're comparing a fucking Steph Curry here, for God's sakes, Dabo. You don't have Deshaun Watson out there. This isn't somebody that, like, has shown that he can win the championship at the top level. And now you're trying to make a comparison to that. I mean, what a dumb, dumb comparison that is. I mean, I believe Dabo one time did c- compare him. <laughs> Um, compared to Sean to Michael Jordan. So uh, it's not the best with his basketball comparisons with his quarterbacks. But um, we'll talk about the the picks later. But, like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, Syracuse is a no, but I feel like it's kind of – they're kind of overrated. I mean, they're just getting by Clemson? some games. Clemson's a no. What did I, what did I say? Syracuse is a no. Oh, don't they wish, Syracuse, you wish. That was my full pop. But, <laughs> but yeah, Clemson. Clemson, they know, but it feels like some of these games, are just, they're just squeaking my. They were lucky to win. You know, they got it done, but barely at Wake Forest. You know, they get it done uh, barely at Florida State. And now they get it done barely here. It took, like, they were dead in the water for three quarters. It just took, like, a spark off the bench. But even then, Syracuse had their chances in that game. Um, I'll get to it, my winners and losers, maybe, but I feel like Garrett Schrader kind of kind of threw the game away. Kind of just couldn't do anything at the end. I thought he kept going around to Gatson way too much, forcing uh, the, the ball. I, dude, I, the, the clock management at the end of that game was so piss poor. I wasn't understanding yeah, what the fuck was there. going on. I don't. Yeah, what were they trying to do at the end of the game? Like, dude, they had two timeouts. And then they kept let, trying like, to rush 20 the seconds run off, and then he called a timeout after yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was a baffling one. He let like a good twenty seconds run off before they kicked, they kicked the field goal. Like that was a uh, that was a bungle. Trying to throw the ball to what's his name, and then like Clemson was all over it. I was like, okay, yeah. well we know that we know the ball is going to um, God, I'm the Gatson. Look, I mean, I, I get Aranda yeah. Gatson is like your best playmaker by a mile. I understand he's going to be a first round NFL pick, great wide receiver, but. Like the problem with Notre Dame where Drew Pine throws to Michael Mayer too much. It's like that cup, that pick at the end, that was so obvious. You're throwing in the, he was triple covered right there. I mean, I get around to Gaston's a great playmaker, but if the guy's triple covered, there's somebody, somebody else has to be open right there. You, got, you can't force the ball right there. So just think Syracuse blew a major opportunity. Clemson was on the ropes again. Kind of like deja vu. I feel like these two teams, like we say, they always kind of play each other close, but a few years ago, Clemson, um, they were hosting Syracuse. Syracuse had that game, too, and they blew it. I feel like they just – Syracuse, man, let a major, when, major opportunity go. When did DJ get benched in the game? You know? What is it? Second half, right? Like early third I quarter? I mean, Am I, I mean, so I know it was like a switch, but I'm looking at the stats right now. I mean, Cade only threw four passes. So it wasn't like – it was more just – Get this guy out of here because like, well, Shipley just kind of went off and they couldn't tackle him. Will Shipley, so he's a phenomenal football player. But like, I'm looking at look at DJ stats: thirteen to twenty-one, 138 yards, two picks. Yeah, plus he had that. Didn't he have that fumble uh, down there that uh, he they had, brought back? He had, he had three of the four turnovers. Yeah. So, so I'm he was sorry. Midway through the third quarter, when it was twenty-one to ten. Yeah, I just. DJ right now, he's still I mean, he had that one good game against Wake where, okay, fine, he got into a shootout. But other than that, it's like I feel like this is still the same DJ. Over overrated, underwhelming. Dude, and you you're like, come on, man. Like you started out so like you had some stretches there where it's like, okay, we're finally seeing something, but you're in year three, man. You can't be making these mistakes. You can't be having games like this, especially at home in a top ranked matchup. You're telling me that, like, okay, you're going to voucher Clemson for the playoff here. 
I mean, are we? Are, is this what we're going to watch DJ do? What is DJ going to do against the four teams that are ahead of him? Yeah, I honestly think Syracuse is still kind of head and shoulders below, like the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Georgias, even the Tennessees of the world right now. So, so wait a minute, they're 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 right. So they could potentially play Syracuse again for the ACC championship game. No, they're in the same division. They are. Yeah, they're both in the Atlantic. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shit, that's so. disappointing because I really would have loved those two teams to play. You know, elsewhere on a neutral field, I feel like that would have been a solid matchup. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I, I sent you guys that stat. I mean, Clemson in uh, Tennessee, their pass defenses are ranked 91st and 130th. Yeah. 31 teams in the FBS. And then if you look at the rest of the top five teams, Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia all had top five defenses. Yeah. So those are definitely, that's the cost for good. And both of them are solid on offense. I mean, Clemson, I mean, say what you, I, I guess Clemson, you can look at them and be like, uh, well, you know, they run the football pretty well. Like, similar to what Michigan does, they run the football well. But Michigan's got a way better defense than Clemson. So what happens yeah. if Clemson's offense doesn't show up? And then they had these think, Clemson, yeah. they had Clemson fans bitching and complaining on Twitter. Like, why is Michigan ranked ahead of us? Why Why are they putting the Wolverines of us? Who is Michigan played? Well, I mean, look at this, Clemson. You've had three games you barely escaped and your past defense has been terrible, and at least Michigan has blown some teams out of the water. I'm like, what are you vouching for here? Yeah, so, um, you know, we'll get to it. But, yeah, Clemson, they're a little overrated right now, and that's that's all i got to say on it. So UNC has a two-game lead, so they're most likely going to play UNC in the ACC championship. That's a problem for Clemson because UNC has a good offense. I mean, uh, what, what, Clemson can't stop shit right now passing-wise, which is, which is pretty crazy considering that we were, like, ranting and raving about how good Clemson's uh, defense is going to be this year. I mean, like, Will yeah. Shipley seems like he's single. And they don't have the same wide receivers that have been explosive in the past, you know, to help the quarterback out. So, you know, I'm going to give um, DJ a little credit here, but his decision-making has been poor. It's been a Will Shipley show. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add on this game, but I want to move on to uh, the, the first. Do you, have, do you have anything to say, Trevor? Move on, baby. Let's move on. Let's move it oh, on. Okay. So I'm talk- I guess we're going to Iowa, Ohio State. Um, start out with the noon game. Um, I mean, dude, I'm going to say this right now. Out of all my years of watching football, I have not seen an offense as bad as Iowa's. I'm not joking. I'm not elaborating. I'm not even like trying to be funny here. It is- that was the worst offensive performance I have ever seen in my entire life out of Iowa. They were so bad. starting on the 40-yard line every time because they were either committing a turnover in their own territory or they could not even punt out of their own zone. Uh, Spencer Petrus, dude, 6 of 14, 49 yards, two picks. They're sending the backup in. He goes 5 of 10 for 32 yards and a pick. I mean, they fucking had six turnovers. And don't let the score deceive you. Iowa's defense played great. They did. They were phenomenal. The problem was is that Ohio State was starting on the 30-yard line 70% of the game. Uh-huh. Just, I, Iowa's defense is very good. Their offense is historically bad. Ohio State showed some signs of struggle on offense. They got it, to get it, got it going a little bit in the second half. But, man, I, I, Ohio State's defense, man. I, Jim Knowles, what a fucking job that guy's done. Holy Iowa shit. had six turnovers, right? Six, or, three, yeah, six, six, three picks and three fumbles. Yep. 
Jesus. They had 81, 81 yards passing, and I think they ran for like 70 something yards. Awful. 7 yards. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's there. And, and, Iowa and, gave up 360 yards, though. That's kind of crazy. That's just how no, bad Iowa is, though. Dude, it would, I, I'm, I'm telling you, watching the game, it was deceiving. Ohio State did not put on an offensive performance. That game easily could have been 77 to nothing. Ohio State's offense played somewhat decent, but Iowa's defense locked down on them. They kept holding them to field goals. They were in the red zone multiple times in the first half where I'm like, okay, they're going to blow the game out of the water. Iowa is just asking them to kill them. And Iowa's defense prevailed. Dude, credit to those guys. They're fighting for something. They're, they got some NFL talent on that defense because that offense is disgusting. Yeah, just to me, the problem was their freaking – I, like you said, their offense was so horrible. They're putting, they were putting Iowa in so many bad positions defensively. Like they were give, they were on so many short fields. Like you say, it's kind of only, kind of a miracle that Ohio State only scored fifty four points because it was just like you're playing with one hand behind your back right now with your Iowa's offense. It's just a kind of a disservice. And I don't know if you heard Kirk Ferris's comments. He was like playing, trying to play the victim after the game. Like, oh, the media's interrogating me right now. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I guess he eventually apologized to the media, which good good on him. But come on, man! Like you're right now, it's a bad look having your kid be the OC, which I guess I shouldn't have known. Apparently, he started Brian Ferentz started his career coaching with the Patriots, and look at it, look at what their coaching situation is offensively. So I guess I shouldn't have known all along that um you know him going to Iowa was going to work out either. But it's just a just a bad look now for Iowa. It's it's, it's remarkable how they like I'm trying to like. You know, I would love to talk about how great Ohio State's defense, because the reason why I want to, I know I'm like, obviously always use my team and all that. But the thing is, last year, this team would have rolled over and died. Offense, as bad as it was, would have found some stupid way to freaking score on the Buckeyes a couple times and made that game more difficult for Ohio State. But this year, the defense held its own weight. I mean, I'm not going to give them too many brownie points, obviously, because I know, I know Iowa's offense, I mean, Iowa's offense is horrible, but I mean, it's. I was telling you, Trevor, man. Some of the guys that I've been was ragging on last year that looked just so dumbfounded and just out of place and out of sorts have turned into these all potential All American players. Tommy Eichenberg looks like he could be a fucking first round pick now. He had a pick six and all these tackle for losses. Zach Harrison, who was done a disservice by Kerry Coombs because he had nothing for the first three years that he's at Ohio State. I talked shit about him before the season started. I'm like, dude, you need to start doing something. And he had the best game of his career yesterday. I mean, last weekend against Iowa. So I mean. Credit those guys, they're balling out. Defensive side, I know it's a minimal win because it's Iowa, but still. Mm-hmm. This team would have rolled over and died last year if that was the case. Um, before we move on, quick stats. Get your barf bag for this. Iowa's ranking 128th in points per game. They're 130th in yards per play. And they're 131st in yards per game. And there's 131 teams in Division One. So That is... <laughs> That's that is, whole, that's for a power of five team with a tradition like Iowa. Wow, that is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like speechless. I believe that stat. One team is in there, fucking dead last in that category. I mean, I, I that's that's so bad for the Big Ten too. Like, I'm sorry. Am I crazy to think that Barron should be on the hot seat? Um, if he doesn't do something about the offensive coaching, he deserves to be on the hot seat. But there's the problem, right? It's his kid, so how you, you got to fire your kid. I don't see that happening. Well, I mean, you better part ways because it's going to get ugly. So, 
right, I guess we're moving on. Matt, you start us off with this one because you didn't really have much to say about that last game, you little asshole, because it's Ohio State, I'm sure. So, um, anyways, um, Kansas at Baylor, what do you got on that game? Trevor, you can start. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to get with the Trevor. Hold on, I got to go to my notes. Trevor, you start. <laughs> what have you been so. doing? What have you been doing the last five minutes? I was looking at I was looking at how bad Ohio Ohio is. I mean Iowa is, and it's actually their stats are pretty ridiculous about how like just how bad this team is. Yeah, I mean Stanford bounced back from Baylor. They got back on track. I still don't think they're like they're you know they're going anywhere in the Big Twelve. Um, but Kansas, at the same time, you know this was coming. It's like you know their quarterback's done and. We we talked about the over under last week, but like we all feel like we're in the consensus that Kansas is going to struggle to get one more win to get bowl eligible. But they had a good showing. It was only thirty five to twenty three. First I mean, quarter was pretty rough. Second quarter was pretty rough. They kind of kind of made a decent comeback in the second half. So considering they were down twenty eight to three coming out at halftime, they, you know they made it respectable. So I, you know, Lance Leopold, man, that that guy can coach. Clearly, it's just a shame because. He's not going to stay at a place like Kansas. I seriously doubt it. All, no, no. So last week I made a, I made a uh, a prediction that Kansas would not win another game, and I still feel even stronger about that now. Um, I mean, they're a good story, but losing their quarterback is kind of just a kick in the pants. I mean, not that the team is like terrible, but I mean, I feel like Baylor was their best chance to win. Now they still get to play Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, yeah, but Texas. Kansas State. The quarterback situation isn't the problem at Kansas. I know I know they lost Jalen Daniels. He was their X Factor, but it's not like Jason Bean was terrible. No, he played pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's pro- the problem with Kansas is they can't run the fucking football right now. I mean, they're averaging two yards a carry right now. That's horrible. So I mean, like I mean, like say what you want 20, about it, but like twenty two rushes for fifty six yards. That's crazy. Yeah. On the football. I mean they they're they're, 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 they're defensive isn't that great right now either the defense is not was not really good to begin with i mean they they were in a they were in shootouts every week so you you lump that in with losing your star player who is putting up ridiculous numbers and changes the offense jason beans is not Jalen daniels no mm-hmm. so we'll, I mean, we'll I mean, see the, the march for one win continues in lawrence <laughs> i still think they're going to get another win so that's my i do take. too I, I do too we're, texas right pick in texas tech maybe one of those texas teams so right. so all right we're moving on to west virginia uh texas tech uh this was classic dude i i i told you the guys this last week when west virginia had that stupid thursday game i'm like this is gonna be one of those games where west virginia will win because no one expects them to do and because baylor's overrated and i said the same thing this week about um them going to lubbock i'm like texas tech just plays better when they're at home especially in these like matchups between like two unranked teams before you guys get into this, I just want to say one thing. JT Daniels, it's done. It's over, man. You're, you're, you're done. One pick to three interceptions. I mean, come on, dude. Like, how, does that, how, do you, how do you fucking let that happen? I'm sorry. JT Daniels, we will see you either in the USFL or the XFL, my friend. So. <laughs> or the Canadian Football League. Or the CFL. Any, uh, arena football? They're still arena football? I don't know if they do or not. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Well, if they do, then he's definitely going to be heading there. So I mean, in fairness to me, I picked West Virginia only because I traded like a fucking 
randomly in throwing it down. They lost by 38 points. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to defend myself. I I, I picked a ran, like a random dart board. Like I pretend I had a dart board and I hit West Virginia. So <laughs> I, I don't blame myself. I blame the dart board. Like the fake metaphorical dart board. That's why they lost by 38. I did not pick them. And I will be absolutely stunned if Neil Brown comes back next year. He's he's another dead man walking coach for West Virginia. It's just not working out. It is what it is. Well, not, not, not at all. Several games. They're just they're just getting murdered in a lot of these games. It's just not going to work. I'm a fan of. Uh, I'm also a fan of Texas. Texas uh, freshman quarterback uh, Morton. He's a beast. I mean, I said that. I said that week one when the when the guy went down. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Kudos to uh, the Red Raiders. They always, you know, home. That's a tough. No matter how good or bad they are, feels like Lubbock. It's always a tough place to play, regardless. So hey, it worked out again for them. I this just, week. I would also just like to point out that we're 25 minutes into recording and Trevor hasn't killed anybody still alive yet. Um, that's right. I mean, looking down, looking down, looking down from heaven. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> maybe Patrick Mahomes is looking down from heaven. Texas oh Tech. He just killed. <laughs> Patrick I killed. Wasn't I murdered Tavon, Patrick. Wasn't that Tavon Austin's rolling around in his grave right now? <laughs> yep, I murdered Patty Mahomes like he murdered the 49ers this past weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, next game we're moving on. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, dude, I can we pump the brakes on Texas, please? I know everyone was ranting, raving because. So you know what? Like- I so I watched a good amount of this game, and Texas. I don't, it was very weird because Texas looked like they were, like, in control of the game. Then there was one possession where Texas had the ball, and either he, Ewers and the wide receivers were not on the same page because either they ran the wrong route or he threw the ball in the wrong place on three straight plays. And, like, whatever happened in that instance, it was all downhill from there. So, I guess, well, you know what? Were. Texas being Texas. All day. Yeah. Page all day. Of 49. He threw the ball 50 times and completed 19 passes. I mean, they were up 21 to 10 at one point. John Robinson's a beast, and the other guy behind him did well, too. Johnson, he had a good game as well. He had a big touchdown. But the fact of the matter is this. Viewers, he has a lot of, like, promise and hope going for him, but he still plays sloppy. And he's making young quarterback mistakes. Three picks. Yeah, you're not going to be the number number nine team in the country doing that. And then pretty much, yeah. I mean, like, dude, like they fucking uh, they didn't score. They didn't score a touchdown in the second half after being up what thirty one? Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. 24? Yeah, and you're not going to win games um, like that. Yeah. I mean, Ewers play like dog crap. It's it was crazy how bad he was. It's like the completion percentage and. I'm in third place in the standings, fine. But pat on the back, this was not a dartboard game. I picked Texas because I'm just not sold on him. We have a big enough sample size now from Sarkeesian. 10 and 10 at Texas. Is that acceptable? I know we talk about Texas, the fan base. Wait, did you just pat yourself on the back for picking Texas? No, you picked no, I, Sorry. I picked Oklahoma oh, State, he's, he's, He can't kill anybody today because he's too busy misspoken. Trevor himself. was one point off on each team from predicting the score right again, too. He had 40-35. It was 41-34. Look at that. Clear boy as fuck over here. But anyways, um, yeah, I, Enjoy I don't know. Like... Back right now real quick because I got something for you as soon as you're done. Oh, I bet. I bet you do. So, um, I don't know. Like, Sark. 
do we start to put him on the hot seat? I feel like we do. I We talked about, like, oh, we, well, he bought some time getting Arch Manning, but is it really Sark recruiting Arch Manning, or was it all the NIL money getting Arch Rivalry Manning? Rivalry games so, matter. You beat Oklahoma 49 to nothing, you get your place in there for a couple years. That's my opinion. So they're going to be fine going 500 here, get heading into the SEC? I don't know about no, that. No, but I think that with Quinn Ewers' experience going down, I think Texas has a lot of room for improvement. But this season – no, not a chance. I mean, they're they're not a contender. Obviously, they they're still they still got a lot of problems to fix. I think it's too early to pull the freaking plug on Sark, though. You're not he's not near not even close to a disaster of a season to his fucking buddies southwest from him. We'll get to them later. But I'm just oh, saying, yeah. like they I, I, for the, for all that's worth. I mean, victories, but I still think it's way too early to pull the plug on Sark. Way too early. True. Okay, fine. But I just feel like if you're a Texas fan, every time you feel like you're turning the corner, you're just not. So that's got to be very frustrating. So. Yeah, I but I agree with your stance on that 100%. So. All right. Bozo's going to take the floor in this one. You idiots both took Old Miss. So go ahead. Floor is yours, guys. I told you they were overrated. I told you they were overrated. Um... I refuse to give any acknowledgement to the other side. I will say that, yeah, the state of Mississippi is early. My early winners and losers, they're both my losers. Weeks ago, they were my winners. Um, complete no-show in the second half from Lane Kiffin's team. I don't know what the fuck happened, but um, complete no-show. Um, even though the other coach crossed the field from him, now 6-2, and two, I'm not even going to say his name. Good for his family. Good for his family, but fuck him. And, um... Fuck Lane Kiffin. I felt like that was a vintage Brian Kelly Lane Kiffin matchup from the old USC and Notre Dame days, where or Notre Dame would just coach circles around USC. So um, yeah, between that and um, you know Mississippi State barely scoring again in Alabama. Every time they go there, they just they just completely get dumped on. So not a good week for the uh, the future Egg Bowl matchup. You mean that wasn't a good pick? Um, oh, it was a wonderful pick. They lost by 25 points. You know, well, you take out the second half, they were quite competitive. So, you know, Broncos Nation, let's ride. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, Ole Miss was up 17 to three, and then they got outscored 42 to three after that. Uh, I mean, I guess that's really all you need to know. Um, Lane Kiffin with his, uh, I guess this is just who Lane Kiffin is, right? He gives you a lot of. A lot of smoke, but then at the end of the day, his fire gets put out real quick by some random-ass team. Um, the USC, I guess it's just a, a running theme. The USC retreads just keep keep losing, and it is what it is. Zach, you can call you can call your boy Lane Kiffin overrated, but a lot of people don't think he is because this past week, even after that loss, there's already rumors, there's already rumblings of him taking the Auburn job. There's even rumors of him taking an A&M job, maybe, so... People, for whatever reason, still love Lane Kiffin. I mean, it wasn't my my problem. Really, wasn't with Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is the fact that I thought Jackson Dart was just an average quarterback, and I just don't see him as electric. So, I don't. Why are you looking USC at me like retreads, that? Baby? I don't know, cause, cause he's got a great name. He's throwing darts. I love it. Throwing darts to the other team, if that's what you're talking about, dude. I I just I'm sorry. I. <laughs> Well, miss and like they were a couple. I mean, they I, they they got. I feel like they played a lot of teams with like not that much serious firepower. And then their big win was Kentucky, and Will Levis was like banged up for most of it. 
I, I just like I, I don't know. I mean, Ole Miss kind of was like one of those teams that was kind of hanging around the top ten spot, sort of like Arkansas a few weeks ago. You're like they don't really seem like they belong. They got a game. They're gonna have to go to uh, Baton Rouge and try to beat LSU. And I'm like LSU recruits more talent than they do. And I also don't even think LSU's that bad of a team. I used to think they stink. I think LSU's pretty damn good. I think that uh, I mean they can make it. They can definitely cause problems for a couple of teams. I mean clearly they had that one embarrassment against Tennessee. But I, I still think um, I don't think they're that bad of a team. I don't think Jalen Daniels is a fantastic quarterback, but I think LSU's more talented than Ole Miss. They recruit more talent. So, oh well, that's my stance on that. So, um, all right, next game we got Oregon and UCLA. Guys, we have to apologize to Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. He doesn't suck. He's tearing it up right now. Twenty-five Six touchdowns. To- 25 touchdowns, one interception in his last six games since Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you want? I mean, what do you expect from the – like, listen, this is what every single fan would pray for after such a demoralizing loss that Oregon had to start the year against Georgia. It's like, dude, you have a guy who everyone was like, oh, my God, this bus is going to Oregon. We said it ourselves, too. Dude, Bo Nix, you suck. Matt was like, Bo Nix, you fucking suck. And now, now this dude, this dude is playing just as good as Hooker and CJ Stroud. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's gonna he's getting some Heisman consideration. He's in the conversation. He's he's worked his way to the back of the pack, and that's concerning where they started in week one. Yeah, I did not think that was remotely possible. Just another example of another guy listening to our podcast and fucking playing to spite us. So, congratulations, Bo Nix. You are in the Heisman race, thanks to us lighting a fire under your ass. I'm just, I'm just thinking slightly, which I'm like, this is just a whole thing I'm actually annoyed at. It's like, so, I'm going to go off a little tangent here. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the comments from Kirby Smart about wanting to take that Jackson that uh, game with Florida out of Jacksonville. I don't know if you guys saw that. Well, how about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, it was part of your rant. How about we take neutral games, neutral games out of the state of Georgia and out of Atlanta? Why does Georgia get to play neutral site games in Atlanta? That's that that annoys me. Um, Yes, they they killed Oregon. They beat Oregon. They deserve that win. But like, I just feel like if that game happened right now, it would be a lot different. Um, we crapped on Bo Nix. We we shat on their grave. Maybe UCLA wasn't as good as we thought. But I mean, every team that Oregon's have put in front of them ever since the uh, ever since the Georgia game, they're taking a dump on. So we were wrong. Bo Nix, you don't suck like I thought. But, man, I really just wish that Oregon-Georgia game happened later in the year and not like it did the first game of the season. Oh, yeah, we know our stance on the neutral side games. I think they're complete – they're just absolute bullshit. And I just, just don't like, like – like, I don't like that Kirby Smart is bitching about the Florida game being in Jacksonville when every fucking neutral side game he gets is in fucking Atlanta. Like, Well, at the come, SC, that's what the SEC does, though. Those teams all bitch and complain. Uh, I was, like, shocking to see Alabama even play the non-conference game against um, uh, Texas in Texas. You would have thought they tried to vouch for that at the Louisiana Superdome before they even thought about stepping foot in the state of Texas. Oh, don't you worry. When the playoffs come around, they're going to say, oh, look, we played Texas in Texas this year. That's going to be on their resume. Well, no, they're going to try and get one of the SEC teams, so it's lining up right now perfectly for Georgia. 
because if they get the one seed, they get to play in Atlanta again because it's the Peach Bowl. Oh, I'll give credit to Dan Dan Lanning, defensive coach, you think, but his offense is just tearing it up this year. And his first-year coordinator, Kenny Dillingham, if uh, Bo Nix continues the rise, this guy could be one and done at Oregon. He could be a head coach somewhere next year. So, Yeah. So, all right, moving on to the next game. Uh, skip around a little bit here. I'll just touch on this game real quick. I got this one right over you two as well. I picked Wisconsin because I don't trust the Big Ten West teams. I was like, hey. Look at look at this. This will be another uh, no show from a team. It's just as we are starting to give them credit and think that they're going to be making a run. They go ahead and they lay a stinker on the road. Twenty-one nothing after the first quarter for Wisconsin. I mean, Aiden O'Connell three fucking picks. I don't care how he threw for three hundred twenty yards, dude. O'Connell is so inconsistent and just like when he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, he is bad. Um, and Graham Mertz average game too. But like, I mean, Wisconsin. I, I don't know. I just like it is what it is. It's just like the Big Ten West is a big clusterfuck right now. It doesn't really mean anything to me who comes out of it. Some stupid team like Illinois. I'm not saying stupid like Illinois because Illinois is playing well, but I, I I can't believe in Illinois right now because we all know what's going to happen. Illinois is going to lose some stupid game in two weeks like Purdue does, or they're going to go to Ann Arbor and just get fucking killed in three weeks. We all know one of those things is going to happen. I think I'm hoping for the latter. I think we might have found the formula here. Every time we feel like somebody's getting some love in the Big Ten West, we should pick against them the next week because they're just going to fucking disappoint us. And so this is like, fuck you, Purdue. I'm done with you. You and I cannot get on the same page, Purdue. I was big on you in the beginning of the year, and you got off to a slow start. And I kept picking against you, and you you freaking keep you kept winning. And then last week I picked you. And you lose. So I am freaking done with you, Purdue. Fuck you. You and I cannot get on the same page at all. We're not meant to be. I'm not meant to be a fan of yours. It's like, it's, it's over. I don't I don't even want to put the word Purdue in my mouth until next year. So I'm done. Anything else to add, Matt? No, fuck Purdue. Drew Brees is rolling in his grave right now. That's all I'm going to say. There it is. <laughs> And Ron Dane smiling down from the heavens. Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Now we're all Melvin, Melvin, Melvin Gordon smiling down from the heavens, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the Watt, right, the Watt brothers. <laughs> Anyways. Jesus fucking Christ. In between, doing their subway, in between doing their subway commercials, the Watt brothers are smiling down from well, heaven. You, you could say Russell Wilson, too, because he was at Wisconsin for a little bit, wasn't he? Broncos country, let's rhyme, motherfuckers. Now he's too God. busy fucking doing high knees and fucking airplanes. Right. Was he doing high knees on the airplanes? He's going to be smiling down from heaven. He keeps doing that on airplane. <laughs> hey, we're on a fucking, what, a 20-hour flight. Let me fucking wake my teammates up and fucking do high knees like a jackass. And then tell are people they- about it. <laughs> what a train wreck that is alright next game we have, uh, we have Alabama and Mississippi State I mean this was the most predictable game of all time we all knew Alabama was not going to lose this game uh, yeah Mississippi State's back to being pathetic mediocre uh, SEC football team um, Alabama <laughs> crazy stat about Bama I know this game was kind of like eh because they, they won 30-6 to six, but Bama only ran for 29 yards isn't that crazy Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, not the same team, man. They're not the same Alabama team. They're not. Yeah, no, I, definitely not. Um, 
The only difference between Mississippi State and Arkansas is that they're just playing two separate states. Other than that, same division, same great start, and same mediocre record now because they just they just run into too much good competition. They're really not that good, and here we are. So, so tell me this right now, guys. Alabama has a bye week this weekend, and Saturday, November fifth, they go to LSU to play a night game. I'm. I told you, I don't think there's any chance. Bama loses that game, just saying. I don't know. I, I think well, LSU's playing pretty the damn first, well right now. Look at the last two times that Brian Kelly's gone against Saban. I'll just, that's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, there's a difference was that Brian Kelly was coaching a bunch of Notre Dame players. Now he's coaching a bunch of LSU players. Oh, the ones who lost to Florida State. Okay. So. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. What's that? What, what did you say? I just gonna say zero point zero percent chance Bama loses at LSU. Book oh, it. I can't wait for that. I, it's on okay. the podcast. Oh, cool. Trevor, Trevor Van Dyke books it. I book oh, it. Oh wow! I really like that. I really like my prediction now because the way his has been going this year. So Uncle lock of the week right there of two weeks. I am. Uh, so this next game, I am pleading the fifth, and I will not testify or say anything about this. Texas A&M and South Carolina. The floor is yours, Trevor and Matt. Um, yeah, it's an $86 million buyout, by the way, if you're wondering how much to get rid of Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Actually, I did lie. I did lie. I didn't want to talk about Spencer Rattler, but I do want to talk about a So you guys, you guys can go first, though. Spencer Rattler stinks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. We can do this. Um, all I'm going to say is maybe it's just a quick shout out to winners in my podcast this week, South Carolina. They're quietly five and two. I know they haven't really beaten anybody, but. You know, the wins at home over an A&M is a win. That's the best team money can buy, apparently, right? And they, they just – they can't even score 25 points in a game. So This is – I feel like Texas A&M just kind of goes to show you why good coaching and a good structure is important. And the number one recruiting class really doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't know what to do with it. Because Texas Not going to be number one soon. Feels like they've had top recruiting classes for the last X amount of years, and they never do anything with it. And then, what they, like you said, their number one recruiting class that they have isn't going to be number one anymore. Um, half the players that got suspended were all former five, five-star five recruits. So it seems like if you're a five-star recruit, Texas A&M is where you go to die. Yeah. How the fuck are you smoking weed in the locker room? In the locker room? What are you thinking, dude? It's like, Jimbo, what are you even doing down there? Like, do you, are your eyes even open? You're just walking around blindfolded down in College Station? I don't get it. You probably like, took a hit. Dude, I'm telling you. And listen, we butted heads early this year, me and you two guys, because I said it before. What on earth has Texas A&M ever fucking done to, re- to be regarded as this, like, round for college football players? It's all the money is what it is. It's just the boosters funneling all this shit. But Texas A&M has never won a freaking thing in their entire history. They don't win anything. They don't win big bowl games. They don't win championships. They don't win conference championships. All they do is just recruit really good players and then ruin their lives. That's what Johnny, Texas A&M does. Johnny Manziel's rolling in his grave right now. Well, he's Definitely. pissed off too, and I don't blame him. Like, so I posted this on my Twitter page today, and I had a bunch of people, like, tweeting at me. Not, like, angry fans or anything like that. But 
I basically was like, do you think though a lot of these kids who are like you're looking at the Shamar Stewarts and LeBayus Overton and those guys who are big time five star recruits? I don't care if you're freaking getting paid one to two million dollars in NIL. If your ceiling and your upside is being a top five pick in the NFL draft with a chance of making ten to fourteen million dollars on your first rookie deal, and you don't seriously believe that Texas A&M is going to develop you to get you where they are. And I'm not talking about Von Miller, and I'm not talking about Miles Garrett, because those two guys really have been the only two like big-time players that really come out of A&M to really make some noise. And I get it. It's been the last few years. So anyone who wants to argue with me about that, that's fine. But if your upside is that as a lottery pick, are you really going to fucking think about going to A&M right now and think about, like, like I like my chances of getting drafted when you have guys like Nick Saban or Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh freaking breathing down your, breathing down your neck saying, hey, come play to school here. Um, we had a guy, Aiden Hutchinson, get drafted, or we had a guy like Chase Young get drafted. Oh, we have Will Anderson who's getting drafted this year. Who does Texas and AM have? They haven't had shit since Miles Garrett. I think maybe the fans of AM kind of took Kellamont for granted. That guy was there for multiple years. He was just, he held it down steady for them. And I just feel like maybe just took him for granted because now their quarterback situation is a shit show. They have no punch offensively, which is weird because Jimbo Fish is regarded, regarded as this offensive guru, and he's clearly not right now. And feel like he's losing control of the team by the week. I just feel like a guy like Kellen Moore, man, maybe he wasn't spectacular, but he was he was fucking solid considering what they had right now. Well, they sent the backup in, and he didn't play too bad. Well, because Hayes King is terrible, but Connor Wegman, it's like, what do you even like? I mean, you're three and four. Just send Wegman out there. He's your prized possession quarterback. Throw him out there and see whatever the hell he can do. But, like, do you guys trust Jimbo Fisher to develop this guy? Do you? I never say I trusted him. I mean, I feel like he's losing control of the team by the week. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Throw him out there the rest of the year. That's all you got to play for. Play the young guys. See what happens. But, I mean, clearly right now, it's uh, – Eighty-six million dollars, boys and girls. In case you need to hear that number again, so <laughs> eighty-six big ones. Whew. Well, mm. that's what, uh, but that's what the Texas boosters are there for. That's what Texas and Texas A&M boosters have been doing the last ten years. They've just been funneling all the money and the funds to freaking buy out the coach that they spend ridiculous amounts of money on. So, I mean, that's I guess I guess that's what their game plan is going to be for this one. All right, uh, next game we got uh, Penn State, Minnesota. I mean. I said it already. Minnesota just let everybody down the last few weeks. I knew there was a 0% chance they're going to win this game. Um, I actually had this game at 31-9, and it was not quite close because Penn State put up 45, and Minnesota only scored 17. Um, yeah, Minnesota is an overrated Big Ten West team that's pathetic, and they, they, they the East is so superior to the West. They had Sean Clifford was out there throwing a fucking passing clinic. That's how bad Minnesota looked. Matt, go ahead. Um, I mean, we all knew Penn State was kind of a decent team. Um, they kind of showed it, and I mean, just well, I'm just gonna call it the uh, like the bit the Big Ten like relegation like system over there because that whole conference just like side of the conference just stinks. Um, and it's really just gonna suck for whoever either Ohio State or Michigan because they're gonna have to play some shit game in the Big Ten championship before they actually have to play a real team in the playoffs. So, Matt, do you think? I don't know. Do you think that uh, why doesn't the Big Ten start considering to play this conference like the Pac-12 does? You just pick the two best teams and send them to the championship game. 
I mean, I don't know why the, like college football honestly ever got away from that. I mean, I I I, I don't know. I kind of actually they, I like well, I, I like when they did it before. Yeah, but they did it in 2013 with Michigan State they, and Ohio State. Well, thankfully the ACC is getting rid of their division next year. They're, do you see this format they're doing? They're, they're oh, I love they, it. You play the same three teams every year, and then you just rotate everybody else. So you keep the rivalries, but you rotate everybody else, and the top two teams will play in the conference title game. I think the Big Ten desperately needs to do that, too. Yeah, I just don't think we, you need simple. divisions. You just don't need divisions, I feel like. Simple solution for Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Those three teams play each other every year, and then you can and, – and fuck it. You just play the rest of the difference. I can give two shits if Ohio State plays Rutgers, Maryland, or Indiana. I don't give a fuck at all. You could, uh, as long as Ohio State plays Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan each year, I'm happy. Rotate the conferences. I don't give a fuck. You know what? Add USC for that matter. I'd rather play USC every year than have to fucking play some stupid game against Rutgers or some dumb team against some dumb Big Ten West team that's going to do absolutely nothing for me at the end of the year. It's so stupid that we have to watch Minnesota, Purdue, and fucking Wisconsin and terrible-ass Nebraska duke it out each year or even Northwestern for that matter, and have to watch these damn teams play in the Big Ten championship game. Meanwhile, there's three or four fucking good teams in the East that are getting screwed each year because they can't play in the conference championship game. I'm sick of it. Mac, you don't mean that. You 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 love seeing Ohio State go to Piscataway, New Jersey, early November every other year instead of sunny Southern California. Come on. So. Yep, I, book, I, keep, I keep my afternoon wide open. I sit on my couch. I have my friends over a big-ass party. Do a big party for it this year. That was my birthday present. We got to play fucking Rutgers. It was great. There's nothing like playing a good game against Penn State than having to fucking play uh, Northwestern the week after. I saw that two years ago on the schedule, guys. I obviously, we were doing that podcast when it was going on. I literally saw that it was always a Saturday for my. Uh, we're gonna have a Saturday before my thirtieth birthday. Who's playing the game? A big party. We'll watch college football. Found out October first. Fucking Rutgers. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Anyway. Question, but did you, did you guys know Belichick's son was a long snapper at Rutgers? Because I didn't. Shocking. Is that why he drafts all the Rutgers players? Well, now I didn't. That, that's that. Uh, apparently, it is. I guess it makes all, it all makes sense now. I guess him and Phil Yates went to college together. I didn't know that. Like they're in each other winning or something. But anyways. <laughs> Anyways, um, quick comment about Penn State. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised they won this game easily. I feel like Penn State, and I, I know I dick on them all the time, but they are good enough to beat the mediocre to bad teams in the conference, but they're still not on the same level as Michigan and Ohio State. Other than that, though, not surprising how this game went down, and let's move on. Honestly, so, like, the Big Ten is Michigan, Ohio State, whatever. Then you got the next tier is Penn State. Then you got the next tier, which is, like, way below that, and it's just, like, everybody else. I'd say it's like definitely Michigan, Ohio State, a big cliff. Oh, actually, I'm not going to say that yet because I know Ohio State has to play at Penn State this weekend, so they could make a name for themselves. But Michigan's definitely cemented itself there. Ohio State's going to have to do the same this weekend with, with Penn State. But, yeah, it's definitely then, then Penn State, and then Illinois, and then the rest of the Big Ten. It's like, who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I just saw the – you took a picture of my face and put it in the group chat, Matt. Yes, that's what you look oh, like Jesus. for like twenty minutes. Oh God, that's that's awful to look at. Um, anyways, last game we have from Sunday was uh, TCU Kansas State. Um, I'm gonna pump the brakes on TCU a little bit. They've been getting pretty fortunate with uh, 
some of their matchups and playing a lot of back and quarterbacks. Don't you guys agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, you, literally, you literally took the words out of my mouth, Zach. I feel like they've had a couple of massive comebacks last couple of weeks, and they've kind of gotten some breaks with these quarterbacks going down. Yeah, I definitely think with the Big 12 looking the way it does, I mean, I definitely think that if one quarterback from the Big 12 stays somewhat healthy that they play, that they could be running into some problems. I still think, like, Oklahoma State, like, that's that's such a bad loss versus everybody like TCU, but, I mean, TCU still got what? This game was just crazy because Kansas was up fucking 28 to 10. Like, I was, I was like... I was like, oh, man, they don't even need the running Adrian Martinez. They're all, they're all set. Next thing you know, TCU wins the game. So, I mean, I, I don't know. You definitely can't go down 28 to 10 against every team. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, it's just, it's you know, for now, they're getting by with it. But it's, I don't know. I don't want to fall behind double-digit points every single week if I'm a team. So, yeah, something yeah. to keep an eye on here with TCU. But, I mean, they're... They're still the favorites, in my opinion. But if you get into a rematch with Oklahoma State, I love Spencer Sanders the way he's playing. That 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 could be a hell of a rematch. So, so I think that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, I guess we're going to move into our winners and losers for the week now. Do you guys? Uh, who wants to go first? Um, if you want me to go first, I'm ready. I got guns a blazing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. All right. You're talking about you're just talking about your favorite team, Rutgers, but I'll give them a little props. First home Big Ten win in five fucking years, beating Indiana, maybe 24 to 17. Shiano acts as OC. They get the W. Five years. That's the longest streak in Big Ten history without a freaking in between home wins. Crazy. So for one week, I'll give them a I'll put them in the winners column. Um. Jackson State got to throw them props, man. Deion Sanders got it going on. College game day there this weekend, like that's awesome. I know we can make the comment, like I know um, Eddie Robinson's kid made that comment. Oh, he's not a swack coach, but well, whether you think he's really true, truly a swack coach or not, he's bringing a hell of a lot of positive attention to the swack and the HBCU schools. I mean, they made the comment today. I was reading an article. It's like basically turns to like. Back in the day when Pete Carroll was at USC, all these celebrities would go to the USC game. All these celebrities are showing up at these Jackson State games. It's crazy. So, so, and college game day is going to be there. And that's a team that's undefeated right now in contention for the uh, F- FCS national title. Got to give them props. Um, you talk about coaching carousels next year. You think our, our favorite scumbag, Hugh Freeze, might be in the running to get back on, back onto a, a big-time school here? Maybe Auburn What's or something? What's his record at Liberty right now? Seven and one. I know they just murdered BYU. They're seven <laughs> and one. I mean, I I definitely think that some school will look at him for sure. I mean, all these coaches are firing at. people. I I definitely think that he's going to get looked at for sure. I mean, he hasn't been that. He hasn't been bad at all at Liberty. He's been pretty damn good. I saw Matt yeah. make that face. Why'd you make that face, dude? <laughs> not a fan. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of that. I he think he's like you. You can say yeah, with him laying in the hospital bed. Come on, dude. That was oh, awesome. <laughs> calling the plays and shit. That's one of the best moments ever. That was, that was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> um, I want to give one more very, very small W, but winner. Uh, they went from losing 10 games in a row to FBS teams to now winning two games in a row. Stanford Cardinal, baby. 
They won 16 to 14 against Notre Dame. Then they followed up with a 15 to 14 win over Arizona State. Oh, that's such an ugly, so ugly. <laughs> hey, two wins in a row. Two wins in a row. I'm sure they'll take it over there in Palo Alto. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Kobe Fleener, all of them. They're smiling down from heaven. So, <laughs> anyway, um, quickly, my my L's here this week. Um, we talk, I talked about Schrader already throwing that horrible pick. Um, I guess I'll say on the flip side of Liberty, BYU, man, four and four, fucking frauds. Like, they're they're done. Like, that Notre Dame win against them, looking less and less impressive by the week. Um, you stole my loss from me, too. I was going to I was gonna mention BYU. Sorry. I'll just mention two more. I don't want to steal everybody's thunder, but, Zach, <laughs> I know you had Pitt in the beginning. I know you had Pitt in the beginning of the year, man. They're four and three oh, now. Bad, yeah, bad loss. Bad loss at Louisville last week, 24-10. And then this whole Jermaine Burton situation. I feel like there's several losers here. Like, Nick Saban not even punishing the guy at all. That's a fucking horrible look. He's playing like nothing ever happened after he fucking cold clocks a woman on the field. And then freaking basically they're talking about on the telecast, Herb Street and Fowler, they kind of make the comment like, oh, he was scared down there. You know, uh, scared on the field, like a fully – padded football player with like five percent body fat and a helmet on is so scared to death that he has to go co-clock a woman like, like give me a break that was a, just a horrible horrible look all the way around from multiple fronts yeah i don't know how you can punish you gotta you gotta put some discipline on there and whether or not like you, you can't allow something fucking ridiculous like that to happen just like that that's unacceptable so uh, my loser is one thing one one thing and one thing only. All of New England are losers because we are stuck as college football fans watching Boston College against UConn this weekend. No wonder why <laughs> nobody around here likes college football. You got fucking Phil Jerkovich over there in Boston College who fucking blows that's playing UConn. No wonder why nobody likes college football around here because all the teams suck. And I bet this is this is a developing opinion that I have, and I'm starting to see more and more that I think it's true. My hot take slash opinion is that Deion Sanders will never coach at a Power Five school. And Why my reason, first, he's 55, which isn't old, but he's 55 years old. His son is the sophomore quarterback at his school. If you are coaching your kid. Are you going to leave halfway through his college year? So if he stays all, So if he stays all 4 years, he's going to be 57. And do you think he's going to take over a major school at 57? I just yes, the way it's trending, I just feel like he's too proud of being at a, a HBCU school to actually leave it. Mac Brown was like 80 when he came back to coach. But like no, but I I get, I get that, but I feel like it's that like Deion Sanders is just trying to change the culture of HBCU so much that I just don't think he's going to be able to find it in himself to leave. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I think somebody will throw him a shit ton of money. And wasn't Saban like 55 when he went to Alabama? So I don't know. So anyways. <laughs> it's just my take. He's not going to yeah, leave. There you go. I respect the balls on the table take. So there you go. There it is. Zach, what do you got? So I feel like for uh, I mean I'm gonna keep rolling with this train. This is kind of an underwhelming, but I, I got another winner. Tulane, they've had a freaking good season, man. They're seven and one. Um, 
I the, and you're looking at the American Athletic right now. I mean, we were all talking about Houston in the beginning of the year. We're like, okay, Cincinnati might th- like should throw some um, interesting games out there, like obviously. And then you know, even Houston, we were like, we thought they would be good, but they're they're average. And East Carolina, the way they played North Carolina State at the beginning of the year, and we weren't really talking about Tulane. I mean, Tulane not only is seven and one, they have a big win over. Or they beat Kansas. Didn't they beat Kansas State early on in the year too? Um. Yeah. Yep. I forgot who Tulane has one stupid loss, but I mean they won four in a row. And then if you look at Cincinnati right behind them too, I guess you could just lump in the American Conference. Cincinnati's on a six-game winning streak since losing the first game to Arkansas. So I mean they're playing really good football as well. Um, so I mean I guess I definitely want to give props to those schools because it looks like Cincinnati and Tulane are definitely going to be the big bids for the uh, New Year's Six bowl game if they continue to uh, to play the way they're playing. They could end up in an Orange Bowl. Or a um, you know, a Peach Bowl or something. Actually, no, the Peach Bowl is a playoff, but like maybe like an Orange Bowl or something. Um, my biggest losers, Trevor's gonna get offended by this, are the FBS independents. They have been so fucking pathetic this year. You have UMass, New Mexico, UConn, Army, and BYU, and Notre Dame. Outside of Liberty, all those schools have been playing like dog shit. And then I'm like, BYU, I'm like, I, I expected so much out of this team all year. And they, they like you said, you stole my thunder from there. But I'm lumping the FBS and Pendants in there. Because anytime you're lumped in the same category with UConn, New Mexico State, and UMass, it's bad. And thank God that those teams are in the independent as well. I know they're not really a real division, but they are lumped in together because they want to be independent away from everybody. They don't want to join a fucking conference. So, yeah, that's my loser. I had one more, too. Um, I... I, I don't know. I mean, say it, Zach. Spit it out. Get it off your chest. Put your please. balls on the table, baby. <laughs> Who's rolling in their grave? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I could just take like the easy way out and be like, and West and shit like that. But we've been, we've been throwing them under the bus the whole fucking time as well. But. I don't know, man. I, I I just think that there's a couple schools here that I don't really. I, it, the, I'm just looking at two divisions in particular. I'm looking at the West for Big Ten and, and the Coastal for the Atlantic Coast Conference. I know we just talked about this, but it's so aggravating to me that I'm, you're looking at a division that has Clemson, Syracuse, and Wake Forest, and we can't watch a fucking matchup with Clemson and one of those two other schools because we have to watch them play Georgia Tech, who's currently in second place right now in the Coastal to play Clemson for the ACC championship, potentially. I mean, come oh, on, man. That would be that would be brutal. They already played each other. That was an ugly game. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. And luckily, right now, they, Georgia Tech lost this past weekend, so it's looking like North Carolina. And it's I'm not saying that they're bad about North Carolina. They could very well be a good team, and they could give Clemson problems because they do have a good offense. But I just think that I look at two schools like Syracuse and Wake Forest who played Clemson pretty damn well this year, and it's a shame that we're not going to be able to see that. And also, it's only you're not looking forward to a potential Clemson Duke title game. <laughs> no, absolutely not, not at all. So I guess those would be my winners and losers for the week. Um, yeah, I just. Oh, by the way, speaking uh, of biggest losers, how come we haven't even fucking touched on the Miami shit show? Yeah, we got to touch on that briefly. Well, we 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 didn't really need to say much more about Miami anymore because I feel like we they, they they're just as pathetic. But yeah, you're right. I was actually going to send some stuff to you, Trevor, this past weekend. Because message board genius, my favorite, one of my favorite accounts on Twitter that just <laughs> screenshots hot takes. 
he was going to town on the Miami message boys message boards over the weekend because they were all they're all calling for Mario Cristobal's head. They want the bio in there already. They want him out. Wow, that's it. I mean, think about the glory days, man. You won four national titles in basically twenty years. Four different coaches. You were an NFL player factory back in the late nineties and early two thousand. Man, everybody loved Miami. They were the cool team with all the fucking swag. Jeremy Shockey, Sean Taylor, literally rest in peace. All the way down the line. And now you're getting blown out at home to Duke football. You ever think you'd say that as a Miami fan? Oh, we just got blown out at home to Duke football. And wow. mid- Middle Tennessee State, too. And they're not even they're not even good. <laughs> what do you think happens? Do you think Chris... I mean, I know we're maybe I don't know. going crazy. You can't get rid of him this early. You just can't. It, it felt like a coup getting him, but now here's the problem. Like, you can't you can't pull the plug yet. Like, imagine that buyout money. It's like you got to give him at least another year. You have to. And they, and they have their next five games in, at Virginia. Virginia stinks. Versus Florida State. That could be a loss. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Georgia Tech has been a, 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 like sh- a shocker. They're going to go to Clemson and get absolutely obliterated. Oh, and they always they do ha- get obliterated by Clemson. It's crazy. Yeah, and then they go, then they have a home game against Pitt, which is like who the fucking knows because Pitt's overrated too. But yeah, I don't know. Miami, Miami's uh, I, I, Trevor, man, I feel sorry for you for making that pick early. I wish you just could go back mm-hmm. and just men in black that thing. See this little pen right here? I can just mm-hmm. do that right there with that. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with putting your balls on the table. You may chop them off and never get them back. And I feel like I'm fighting to get my balls back week by week here. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready to make some picks? Let's dive head first, baby. All right, cool. So first game we have on the schedule is a uh, Thursday night game. Number 14, Utah, is going to um, Washington State. So we have over under 55, Utah's uh, minus seven. What do you guys think? Matt, go. Trevor, you go. I'm trying to find the clip of you picking Miami. Of course you are. Um, I think, isn't Utah coming off a bye right after that USC win? Yes. Yeah. Um, Interesting game. They've had more than the normal seven days to prepare or six days. Um, If Dalton Kincaid can build off of that amazing performance he had two weeks ago, then I think Utah will comfortably win. I don't really believe in Washington State too much. They look kind of decent in the middle of the year, but they're still Washington State. Give me on the road the Utes, thirty-eight to twenty-six. I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I agree a lot with Trevor saying. I think them coming off the bye is certainly going to help. I think Utah is just a way better football team. This could be a weird Pac-12 matchup where we're like in the first half thinking, "Oh, Washington State could pull an upset because it's it's at Wazoo," but. I think Utah will pull away late and then have a score to kind of put the icing on the cake. So give me the Utes by 10. I'll go 34-24 over Utah. Uh, give me Utah 34-17. All right. Cool. All right, starting off the Saturday slate, we get the big noon kickoff game, actually. Actually, no. Is this big noon kickoff? I think. Oh, yeah, it is big noon kickoff. Ohio State-Penn State, right? Yeah, so that's the, that's the Fox game. Yeah. Yep, so big noon kickoff, Ohio State versus Penn State. Um, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. It's just it's always kind of weird when these two teams play each other. I feel like sometimes 
Penn State just balls out of their mind, but they can't get over that hump. Wasn't it back in, what, 2018 when Franklin had an inexplicable call on, like, fourth down? And, like, it was, I can't like, believe, I, I, I still can't believe he ran the ball on fourth down. And they and they lost by a point at home when they had that game first basically won. It was, that was mind-blowing. Um, you know, I'm not too big on Penn State. I do like a few of their defensive players. Maybe they can kind of slow them down a little bit. Maybe put Joey Porter Jr. on Jackson Smith and Jigba, but there's just too many weapons. I know Penn State's, uh, you know, Happy Valley is a hostile place to play. They're going to be amped up for this game. Um, but I still like the Buckeyes on the road pretty comfortably. Um, 34 to 20. Matt? Here's the thing. When you, uh, Play Ohio State, you have to have some type of offense. Um, Penn State, no offense. Sean Clifford stinks. Um, this this is going to be fifty-two to seven, Ohio State. I just oh don't. God. Penn State sucks. Penn State is not a good team. They're not. They're they're great. They're coming off a win against Michigan. Their offense stinks. Clifford stinks. Ohio State's defense is playing better, and their offense is just going to blow them out of the water. This is not going to be close. Yeah, I know you're running with the uh, reverse jinx here, hoping to ruin my day. I'm not running with the reverse jinx. Penn State is not going to, like, Michigan was losing to Penn State, and I didn't feel bad about the game at all. There's no way Ohio State loses to this this Yeah, but I think the difference also is, like, whenever Ohio State goes to uh, Happy Valley, it's always a good game regardless. The only time I feel like in recent memory where they went there and it wasn't was the year they played. Last time they went to Happy Valley was in 2020, and there were no fans of the game. So yeah. I do think that they make a difference. Also, what helps Ohio State, and I said it early on this year, is that because of the World Series and because of that happening, they avoided playing the whiteout game this year um, just based on how the schedule went. So I do think it's going to be a hard-fought game because I just think that I hope that just me coming from a – like I know this sounds biased, but in terms of Ohio State – they cannot play offensively like they did against Iowa versus Penn State. They just can't. I, I know I'm not saying Penn State's juggernauts on offense, but they're a way better team overall than Iowa is. I still think it's going to be close. I think Ohio State will put up some points, and I'm going to go Ohio State 38-27. to 27. So, all right, we get the next game going. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the spread on that game, by the way. Ohio State is favored – by 15 and a half points and over under is 62. Um, I don't, I just don't think they're going to cover. I think that's a very high spread for being on the road in a, in a rivalry game. So that's just my opinion. Um, all right. Next game, number seven, TCU at West Virginia. Is there any chance at all that TCU pukes on themselves on the road? Um, we can predict that JT Daniels will get hurt, though. That seems to be the trend every time uh, TCU plays the team, the quarterback goes out. So, JT, I'm TCU's praying for you. favorite seven and a half. Seven, seven and a half. This was, this was in Morgantown. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's go 33 to, to 16 uh, TCU. Listen, these West Virginia people are going to be so drunk on their fucking Coors Light driving their tractors to the game. They won't even make it in time. So the home field advantage doesn't even matter here. TCU is going to win handily 35 to 13. I mean, it sounds like a fun day, though, just drinking a lot of Coors Light, driving Listen, a tractor. Listen, the only way that, the, that uh, West Virginia has any chances is if Bobby Boucher th- shows up at halftime at the Bourbon Bowl. That's about it. 
Let's go. This game scares me a little bit. Oh, come on. I don't know. Zach's getting on his tractor right after this game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I... Is, he put his balls, is he putting is, his balls on the table? Is Pat McAfee going to be smiling down from heaven after this game, Zach? Is that what you're telling us? I think West Virginia is going to pull the upset. What? Dude. Dude. I'm gonna go West. I'm gonna go West Virginia in an upset here, 28 to 24. Ding, 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 ding. I like that upset special of the week. And that's when they're. I'm not saying I feel great. That could absolutely come back and blow up in my face. But here's the thing. Um, football is kind of riding on this trend where, like, it's been kind of a lot of unpredictable football. A lot of teams have been playing really, really well. Um, I don't know. It, 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 you can't be playing as perfect as TCU has this year. Without like a little hiccup on the road, and yeah, Morgantown could be a weird place to play. I definitely would feel more comfortable about picking the upset had it been a night game. I de- I definitely think like it's definitely risky, and I'm not gonna stay here and like be shocked if TC wins the game. But hey, something's yeah, me. I got a feeling. I'm I mean I will say TCU feels like they're due for a loss. I just don't think it's this week. But anyways, all right, game of the century, boys. Boston College at UConn. Yeah, buddy. You ready to pick this one, Matt? I want to go last. <laughs> you want to go last? Trevor, you want to go first? Um, I mean, you know me. I'm the big Yukon honk on this fucking podcast. So coming off a bye week, coming off an almost got it done against the mighty, mighty Ball State, but they, they lost. They got shut out in the second half, I believe. So. <laughs> um. But I think BC's also no, they got killed last week. Never mind, they don't have a bye, so they got killed by Wake Forest. They're two and five, one win in the conference. Shit show. I want to pick UConn so bad, but I still think the way you know, BC still recruits far better athletes than UConn. So I will say BC thirty-four to twenty-four. I'm gonna go Boston College as well. I'm gonna say uh, low-scoring, ugly, gross game. I'm gonna go like twenty-six to like. 20 BC. I am going with the upset. Phil Jerkovich fucking sucks. UConn is going to defend their home <laughs> turf. Jordan Todman is going to roll in his grave at this game. <laughs> um, Dan Olofsky smiling down from Evan. I am going to take. <laughs> Running yeah, out of back of the end a, zone like in the old Detroit days. This is just such a, a stupid game, but I love that Zach picked, picked in this game. So I'm going to pick a stupid score. UConn is going to win 19 to 16. Beautiful, beautiful. And they rushed oh. the field. They rushed the field at Rentschler Field, baby. Jesus Christ. All right, Trevor. Notre Dame at number 16, Syracuse. What do we think? Oh, boy, you know, what a great, uninspiring win last week against fucking UNLV where they kind of struggled in the first half, and, oh, my God, they came away. Um, you know, I want to I root for Drew Pine still, but th- this guy ain't it. This guy ain't, he ain't the guy. <laughs> I don't think Tyler Buckner's the guy either. It sounds like you're the Patriots. This is the Patriots situation. You got no quarterbacks, basically. So, um, um, 
The last time they played in the Dome was the beautiful Tyrone Willingham days. It was like Brady Quinn's freshman year. They threw Brady Quinn to the dogs. They lost that game 38-12. to I'll be a little more conservative. Syracuse wins 28-12. to Matt? I'm also going to take Syracuse. I think they're just coming off that game against Clemson. Um, ND kind of blows. Sorry, Trevor. Um, and I don't know. Syracuse actually was like a half-decent team last week. I'm going to go Syracuse 27-21. to 21. Yeah, I'm also picking Syracuse as well. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, it's just been a tough season for them. I think Syracuse, they either could, you know, go into this game riding off a high of almost beating Clemson last week or they just fall flat on their face too. So I, I, I'm kind of lenient uh, on this. I'm, I, I don't really feel great about Syracuse. Not that I really feel great about Notre Dame either, but I'm going to go Syracuse 20, 28 over Notre Dame. All right, uh, Matt, Florida versus Georgia. Trying to move this game out of out of Florida for big old Kirby Smart. <laughs> you know what? I wish I could put my balls on the table and say that Florida's going to win, but they're not. Uh, what's the spread on this? Like 100, probably? Yeah, this game is it's a high spread. Oh, 22 and a half. 22 and a half, yeah. Um, again, I just feel like Georgia should be the last team complaining about neutral side games when they play all their neutral side games in Atlanta. But whatever, I already bitched about that enough. Um, I mean, I don't even, I don't see any way Georgia loses this game. I mean, maybe it's closer than it should be because they're looking ahead to next week. Um, but I mean, I think they cover it. I'm going to give me Georgia. 52 to 24. Um, I don't think Georgia is as good as they looked in week one, but they're still Georgia. They're still a very good top three team. I think Florida stinks. I don't give a shit about that fucking Utah game. That was mild. That was months ago. Feels like miles away like from what season. they. Yeah. Yeah. Feels it does like, feel like last season. Yeah. It's like, I know this is a rivalry game, but. Give me 44 to 20, the Bulldogs. All right. Uh, next game, we got Cincinnati at UCF. This is an interesting game. Um, UCF has been playing somewhat well, and Cincinnati's been rolling. Um, I'll go first on this one real quick. I, I think this one is interesting in the fact that I, I, I think UC is just kind of on, I'm on fire right now. Central Florida has been not playing too great, but they always get off to a slow start as well. So I'm going to go with Bearcats. I'm going to go 34 to 17 big Wild. over UCF. Weird here because UCF is favored. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. It's it, 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 I just think that, you know, people are a little undermining Cincinnati a little bit, I think, because they, they had that early season loss. And then maybe because the game is in Florida. But I, I just, I don't know. UCF has been, I've watched a couple of their games during the week this year, and I, I always feel like they start off real slow. So if they're down early this UC, I, I think they're going to be done for. But if they keep it close in the first half, they definitely have a chance. Um, it's it's going to be a competitive game. You, Cincinnati, they've had some close games this year. Um, even yeah. last week, they won by two at home against SMU. 
Meanwhile, I looked at UCF. They blew out SMU a few weeks ago. I don't know. I feel like UCF's up and down, too. Um, that's Malzahn. I'm, I'm a fan of his, so I don't know. I'm like, I'm torn on this. This could be really good, actually, like kind of like an under-the-radar game of the week. I think it's going to be a very close matchup. 3.30 game, ABC, probably. Um, let's put the balls on the table, boys. 28-27, to 27, UCF. Nice. I'm also putting my balls on the table here. 31 to 23 UCF. It's just balls everywhere now. Balls everywhere. All right. Next week we got uh, next game. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. I'll go first here real quick. I think Oklahoma State um, consistently, they, and I know they lost to TCU, but they really have nothing to lose at this point. It's like really do or die for them. But I think they're going to go in and handle business against Kansas State. So give me the Cowboys. So 38 to 27. Spencer Sanders is going to go run shit. He's a great quarterback. I'm I'm still on the uh, Oklahoma State bandwagon. I still think they're very much in contention for the Big 12 title. Like I said, they would win it at the beginning of the year. 41 to 27 Cowboys. Uh, I'm also going to take Oklahoma State uh, 45-21. All right. <laughs> Number 17, Illinois at Nebraska. <laughs> oh, boy. We go with our guys in Illinois. Listen, Illinois' favorite seven and a half right here. Um, I mean, dude, if Nebraska wins, they're tied with Illinois for first place in the Big Ten West. That's, that's so gross. <laughs> that's beyond gross. I'm sorry. Like, can we defund the Big Ten West already? I know. Seriously. Anyway. Uh, I, Trevor, why don't you go first, then? You make your pick. I think this this score is going to reflect what Big Ten West football is. It's in Lincoln. Yep. Give me the fight in Illini, 12, Nebraska, 7. Uh, give me Iowa, 27 to... Uh, I, I, Iowa. Illinois. Seven. I meant... <laughs> I'm in Illinois, sorry. <laughs> I know what we're picking. Relax. What's the score? Uh, 27 to 5. Nebraska will get a field goal. In a Juice game. Williams is smiling down from heaven. <laughs> so, is the, uh, so is the original Adrian Martinez. He's smiling down from heaven, too. <laughs> picking Nebraska. What? You're picking Nebraska. Of course you are. You just can't I'm quit them. Nebraska. You just can't quit them. You just can't Nebraska. fucking quit them. It's like an extrovert. Just keeps going back to them. Right? Nebraska, nineteen to fourteen. They are the greatest three and fourteen football three and fourteen ever. They're going to be. If they win, they're tied for first place. God, can we just stop with the freaking Nebraska shit? Zach, just Zach, you're them like to win a- you're, Zach, you're like a crackhead with uh, Nebraska over here. You just can't. You got to get uh, your dude, fix. I'm not, I haven't said anything about Nebraska this year, but in the games, I've, I mean, I feel like there's been a couple games where I'm like, okay, I picked Nebraska. Why not? Except for the Rutgers one. They fucked me on that game. So, All right, what do we got next? Um, got a good matchup here. Uh, number 19, Kentucky, at number three, Tennessee. Mm. <laughs> you see those Tennessee jerseys, by the way? I did not. The Grays? The Grays, right? No, they're going with blue. Hold on. Um, Let me look at Google it. Well, is this game? Where's this game? Is this game in Lexington? It's, oh, no, it's home, right? No, it's in Tennessee. I don't know if they're like 
They're like all black. All black. They're grays. Yeah. They're the grays. They're the gray and oranges. No, they're black they're and orange. orange. They're black and orange. Oh, I thought they were gray. Usually they have. Oh, those. either way, anyway. either looks pretty sick. Yeah, it's, they're going like all black. They are going all black. So. Yeah, full black, and they're at home. Tennessee's rolling. Kentucky's overrated. I'm going Tennessee big. I'm going to say Tennessee wins by four touchdowns. Um, 49-21. Yeah, Tennessee Martin was up 7-0 last week, and I'm like, uh-oh. But then it was 52-7 to at halftime. Tennessee won 65-24, to almost 700 yards. I know it's an FCS team, but Tennessee is rolling downhill. Um, they're getting ready for that big game at Georgia, but I don't think they're going to trip up here. I'm going to say 40 to 21 volunteers. Trevor won't know who this this name is, but Chris McGrath will be uh, will be uh, <laughs> will be rolling in his grave for this game. It was uh, one of our one of our old uh, one of our old neighbors was a big was a big Kentucky fan back in the day. He, well, he went to Kentucky. Oh, yeah, he did go. I forgot he went to Kentucky as well. Um, <laughs> give me Tennessee 52-21. Not a look-ahead spot. They're going to be ready to go. All right. Matt, the floor is yours. The battle for the Paul Bunyan trophy. Michigan versus Michigan State. What happens? I'm just – honestly, I'm going to start with – I am annoyed that this is a night game, first of all. Why? Why is this – honestly – Michigan State, I know it's rivalry, but Michigan State is not good. You could have had made made this a 330 game, but you're wasting your fucking night games on Michigan State. The three and four Michigan State. Is that how much they're in your head? You gotta give them a night game? Um nonetheless, I do not think this is gonna be a repeat of last year. Um I mean Michigan State kind of just stinks. I mean, yeah, they, they're coming off a of bye week, they beat Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. That's irrelevant. What's the spread here? 23? I am yeah. going to go Michigan 41-13. to 13. I think I, they're going to put them away early. This isn't going to be close. It's a home game. It's a night game. They're not going to lose. Um, yeah, Michigan has to be out for blood revenge after what happened last year. And Considering how the Spartans have looked since that game last year in East Lansing, Fudge, you got to be like, how the fuck did we lose to this team? Like, um, but that being said, Spartans always play this game tough. This is their rivalry, as you know. I mean, this is their Super Bowl. This is their Super Bowl. They're gonna treat it like their Super Bowl this week, definitely. I mean, this is what they got left to play for. They got very little to play for. They suck overall, but they this is their Super Bowl. Peyton Thorn, this is your one shot at glory, my man. My sucky ass whiteboard quarterback for the Spartans. Um, that being said, 27 to 17 Wolverines. It'll be kind of close, and Michigan will pull away at the end. I also think it's going to be kind of close. That's why I'm going to go Michigan 52 to 13. <laughs> this game's not going to be close at all. Michigan is going to fucking kill this team. To me, a night game. It's going to be all like it's going to be a, a maze out probably. They're going to have the, ma- the dumb little maze pom-poms going on. And, yeah, I, I just think Michigan State's a train wreck this year. Did you see what, um, fucking, what Barstool's doing? What? They're going to be at the Penn State-Ohio State game, and then they're f- fucking taking Portland's tr- private plane, and they're going to be at the Michigan game at night to That's do like a, a doubleheader game day. 
That's a long day. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is rolling in his grave over that score, Zach. Just a heads up. My God. Is, uh, anyway. Yeah, is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Brady smiling down from the heavens. Uh, no, because he's divorced, but. <laughs> he's, he's upset. <laughs> Happy, right, Tom, happy Tom Brady smiling down from heavens back at, back in the day. Final game of the week. Uh, we have Pitt at North Carolina. I'll go real quick on this one. Pitt stinks. North Carolina's rolling. Um, I'm going to go North Carolina 35-21. North Carolina 28-10. to 10. North Carolina 39-13. to 13. All right, so those are the picks for the week. Uh, all right, guys, real quick, we'll do our top six. Who wants to go first? Um, there's a big omission. Let's see if you can figure out who I left off my list and what, what's the common theme here. Number six, TCU. Um, playing with fire, that's why I kept them behind Clemson. Number five, Clemson, but they don't look all that amazing either. They're not dominating every team here. Uh, number four, Michigan. Number three, Tennessee. Number two, Georgia. Number one, Ohio State. What's the common bond here? What do they all have in common? Undefeated. There you go. And who did I leave off? That's pretty shocking. Alabama. Yeah, there you go. And uh, do you ever think I leave Alabama out of the top six? That's the kind of year they're having. They're not that great. Matt, you want to go next? Yeah, I got. So I got Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Michigan. And the two teams looking in right now: Clemson and Oregon. Ooh, Oregon. I like it. <clears throat> so. For mine, I have you at number six. I don't feel good about that at all, but I am giving credit where it's due because they're undefeated. So I'll keep them there at the sixth spot. Number five, I have Clemson. Um, they're undefeated as well, but I hate their their past defense has been terrible the last few weeks, and they have a quarterback situation that scares me. Number four, I have Tennessee. Here's the problem. Um, they might have the most solid win outside of Georgia killing Oregon. But their past defense is atrocious. It's worse than Clemson. So that kind of scares me a little bit. Number three, I wanted to bring this up to you guys because I really do think that if you look at the two teams I'm about to mention here, I have Ohio State at number one just for now, just because I feel like they've been put there an offensive juggernaut and then they have, they have a top three total defense now in the country. So to me, in terms of having a complete team, they're up there. But if you look at Michigan and Georgia, I have Michigan at number two and I have Georgia at three. And the reason why is because I just think that Michigan, I feel like the last few weeks outside of the Maryland game, and you can give them all the crap they want about having a, a, a soft schedule to start the year. They haven't had games that they look fucking atrocious like Georgia has when they played like Missouri's or they played Kent State's. We haven't really seen that from Michigan. And if you really think about it, they both have equally similar defenses. They have quarterbacks that are, yeah, they're, they're good and they can be playmakers, but there's definitely more that they can do for their teams. And they both can run the football really well. If Michigan, I think Michigan runs the football better. So I'm giving Michigan the nod because I also do think that, like, they're playing a little bit better as the season continues, where at Michigan, I mean, you know, George is kind of, like, trending up and down a little bit here. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I do think the top three are interchangeable. I think you can make a case for all three of them, both great offenses and defenses. But I'm looking at Tennessee and Clemson right now. I'm like, okay, they both can score points, but the defense is susceptible. So that's my top six. All right. All right, before this is over, favorite Halloween candy and least favorite Halloween candy? That's a good way to end the episode. Um, Reese's, uh, Reese's Cups is the go. Am I wrong? Me too. I agree with Trevor on that. It's my favorite. I agree. What about least favorite? 
Oh, God. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with candy corn. Fuck candy corn. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I, I used to like it, believe it or not, but it's like, ugh, it's so gross now to me. Candy corn. So the, the thing with candy corn is like, I, I, the only reason why I give it the nod is that like, it's a good aesthetic to have out because it just fits like the whole like scenery of Halloween. The thing that's gross to me, the worst is the Tootsie Roll. I think it's the worst fucking candy on the planet. Really? It looks like a piece of poop, tastes like a piece of poop. It's in top and possible to fucking chew tootsie rolls suck uh what else is terrible there are, there are a lot of bad candies the thing, you with, the thing you do with candy corn though is you can put a bowl out and then when nobody takes it you can just wrap it up for next year and put the same bowl out again <laughs> good good that's a good point um don't overthink it. it's necco wafers are fucking horrible almond joys are bad too or yeah, yeah. i'm not big on coconut so yeah i, I would no. agree with you but that's the Necco wafers. Those are fucking gross. I don't even know how that company, even if they're still in business, I, I don't know how. They must be, like, hanging on by a thread this close to filing Chapter 11. So I don't uh, know. I, I don't. I can't believe you guys didn't say Tootsie Rolls. It's literally the worst thing that's ever been created. I hate Tootsie Rolls, too. I, I don't hate them. They, they do do a and number of Tootsie Pops. Oh, Tootsie Pops are horrible. You have a delicious lollipop, and what's the surprise? A big chunk of poop in the middle. <laughs> All right, on that note, Zach, yep. enjoy Vegas. Yep. Trevor, I'll yeah. see you Saturday. Gentlemen, Happy be Halloween. safe. Happy Halloween, everybody. Enjoy the college football while you have your outfits on. So. Later, boss. Enjoy, guys. All right, later. Thank you for listening to the Late to the Party podcast.